Hello. Hello. Hi everybody, it's me, your loyal host, Friendly Rich, and welcome back to the Industry Tactics Podcast. We're up to a hundred and eight episodes. Thank you for your uh, your support, your subscriptions, your love. Please share the podcast with all your friends. Learn more at FriendlyRich.com. And on the podcast today, episode 108, is a lovely chat with Tara Kenningera. We talk about music, her life in music, uh, music education, and so much more. We play tracks from her 2019 album, It's Not Mine Anymore. And I would urge you to go to TaraKenningera.com to learn more about this incredible artist. Buckle up. This is episode number 108. Industry tactics, Tara Canangera. Yeah, practice makes perfect. Thank you, you know. thank you. Industry tactic, we're, the second. We're into <laughs> it. We are into it. Thank you for making time. Um, you know, you've you're on my list of of many that I want to speak with. You're just I'm fascinated by where you've been going with music. And do you enjoy talking about yourself? Uh, I'm sure I do. Okay. But like it has to be presented in like such a way cuz like you know how people can start off with an interview being like very direct and you're not ready, you're not ready to talk about yourself yeah. but then you know in a circuitous way as it goes on yeah. all of a sudden you feel uh invited to talk about things that maybe you've always wanted to talk about. So I like I that. I'm going to say yes and no. Yes and no. I like the sound <laughs> of that. And I mean, you know, I don't even know what this podcast is, but we're 100 plus episodes in and it's really I, th- I think if it, it the discussions have gone all over the map, but it's like I want to talk about the music industry with you, but not really like seriously cuz fuck the music industry, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's from that I think it's from that perspective. Um, but what have you, like, what have you learned in music to date? You know, it's kind of like starting there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that the question? No, what have I learned? No, in no. Let, let, okay. <laughs> it's like, let me start from I mean, the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you, if you want to take a shot at, at it, but I think it's, yeah. Do you want to start there? I, <laughs> yeah, let's, I'm let's good. Let's do it. Good. What have Let's you What it. have you learned to date about your like your journey in music? Where has it taken you to this day? On March, we're recording this March the fifth, twenty twenty one, to put a timestamp on a, on an eternal thing that is the podcast junk pile. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be in the can. I guess in the can for good. In the can. In the can. Industry lingo for industry tactics. Oh boy, um, we're, and we're both wearing cans subsequently, right? Yeah. So, it's can theme. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Well, let's see. If I were to say like the, the thing I've learned to date, like one of the largest things I've learned to date is like, you just can't do it alone, baby. <laughs> That's a nice place to start. That's a nice place to start. Yeah. Yeah. I think like building a career in music and the arts really can be fostered in a healthy way through the company you keep. (laughs) So through, yeah, through the ecosystems that you build people that you really trust and care about who have invested their time and energy into you and this whole idea of like, and I've, I feel like I've talked about this recently with some of my friends, but I really believe in kind of this reciprocal way of practicing art and making music and that you're, it's really great to connect with your friends. Like I mostly play with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like it's very rare when I kind of reach outside of my sphere of people that I've like care- carefully uh grown with over the years but uh i love like hiring my friends and then they hire me back and then sometimes you meet some more friends and you hire them and they hire you back and it's almost like this lateral relationship where you're just kind of growing higher and higher together rather than feeling competitive or feeling like you're trying to do it alone it's like it's instead of like me against the world it should be like me and the world yeah you know yeah yeah i really i feel that i think that's so beautiful that approach right like it's not this isn't the Kiwanis Music Festival. This is, uh, <laughs> imagine if that was why we all got into music. I mean, to cut each other's throats. It is kind of cool, though. Like, I will say, like, if it were, like, gladiator style, uh, like, like man of war style of yeah. approach to music making. But no, it's, it's, you're, it's, a, it, it feels like it's a tree, right? And you're, yeah. all of these beautiful networks and communities that you're building and friendships. Yeah. Like that is why we do this, right. To hang out and, and I think deepen those connections. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to make music alone. <laughs> I don't, I don't really, yeah. you know, or, I mean, you can make it alone. Yeah. You can, you can make it in your room with all your DIY gear, but eventually, even if you just, your process is doing it alone, like eventually yeah, you want to share it with people who hopefully will take it in the way you would have hoped, you know? I dig it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Let's, let's play a tune. Let's get into it. Cause you know, this will tell, this will help us tell the story. So talk about some of your friends who you, um, who helped you make, one of these three tunes that you that that you sent me maybe we can start with like touched does that sound like a good place yeah. to start yeah uh well this was released now it feels like a while ago yeah when it was, was it's not mine anymore when was that released that was like that oof, let's see that one must have been released in uh oh my god yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I can't even recall yeah. like all time time and 2019. Yeah, 2019. Oh, it feels like just Does yeah. it feel like a long time ago for you? It does feel like mm-hmm. a long time ago. Um oh one second. Chris. Industry. Oh, I think you turned I think <laughs> I could yeah. hear it. Oh never mind, it's all good. <laughs> Chris Pruden is making green jello in the background. Yeah, Chris Pruden's making noises in the background. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's part yeah. part of it. Um, <laughs> so, so okay, yeah. So we're gonna hear "Touched." Uh, who plays on this with you? So for "Touched," it's uh, Chris Pruden, 
Colin Story, Matthew Fong, Julian Anderson Bose, and Mackenzie Longprey. Now that's a band. <laughs> Here it comes now. Take my head in your hands and whisper tricks You make me sick, you make me slick You make me crash on the floor Scotch the wooden
that was touched. Who produced this record, Tara? Uh, oh, um, it was a gentleman named Niall Spencer. He's based okay. out of this uh, recording studio called The Bathhouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, close to, well, it's in Bath, Ontario. Oh, that's, close to- that's home of the Tragically Hit. That's, uh, I think that's their studio. Yes. Okay. Or like someone owns oh, that. Oh, amazing. Someone's in- well, yeah, and what was what was that like recording there? Did you record there? Yeah, we recorded there. Sick. Um, we were there for a week, and it's essentially a house with like a yeah. recording studio on the main floor. And then you go upstairs and sleep. Oh wow! Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> and the... you go downstairs. Yeah, and you record. It's like all kind of enclosed. Hey, I guess. that's the way to make a record, isn't it? Yes. Like absolutely. Did you ju- like? Did you design it that way, or was? What did, did, how did, how did that come to be this, this way of, of doing well, it? Well, one of my friends, Kira May, she's an artist. She went to Banff, uh, for a, I forget which workshop, Yeah, but Niles was there and she worked with him and she was, she was like, he's amazing. You have to, you have to go work with him. Oh, he cool. has, or he works through this like recording studio based in Bath and they're, uh, it's owned by the Tragically Hip or members of. I'm not sure yeah, if that's I think still so, the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the whole, the beautiful thing about it is you can just hang out there. And I was like, well, this is what I want to do because the previous record just felt like you were pe- like we were piecing it together, and it was like stressful studio days. Like it was in this shiny studio in Toronto, and we're we're just trying to knock out like. 20 songs oh, that that um, pressure doesn't it doesn't feel good like that <laughs> it almost gets back to kiwanis festival vibes right where it's like this yeah. this isn't what i signed up for yeah it's just like you know one one shot it's like you or one or two shots at a tune because that's all we could afford because well, the first the first uh record that i did i didn't have any grant money okay. i didn't have anything i just like saved a bunch of money from school and then we like got a cheap day uh, at the studio, <laughs> just tried to knock it all out, yeah, yeah. and then like gradually piece it together. Yeah. But this time, it was all just this one experience, um, and that was really, really beautiful. You felt like a real artist. It yeah. actually is quite luxurious, yeah. like, like yeah. very, very luxurious. Yeah, but yeah. isn't it like okay? So, I think a, I think you hear that in in the in the recording. I think like some of that translates, you know. And b, don't you look back? on that experience with your friends, like with, with all those amazing players that, that you're, you're, you're going through all of this with, don't you look back on that more fondly? Yeah, it was a hang. It was totally a hang. The hang is real. (laughs) Uh, Controversial question for you. Were you worried that um, because it was uh, where the tragically hip had created a lot of their music, that it was going to make your music sound equally terrible? (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. I I I, I enjoy. I enjoy. I, you know, I don't fun. really. I don't really know. Like, uh, I don't really know a lot of their tunes except for um, like the biggies. Mucho like, respect uh, for them, but uh, yeah. it's it's also fun to poke fun at religion, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I like a head by a century. I do. Yeah, no, I like it, that. You hook. should. You should. It's beautiful. Head by a century. Yeah. Isn't that the one with the hornets? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> a beautiful Coke Machine Glow. It's a beautiful record. Yeah. Um, all right, all right. So back to where were we? So 
we're kind of going backwards in a way, eh? Like all, all, mm-hmm. all that you've learned and what's brought you to this point in your career. Mm-hmm. Um, how did, how did you get here? Like what, what, um, I know you, like, what's your schooling like? Like what, what, what's your music education? Like, how did you get to this point? Well, hilariously, a lot of Kiwanis festivals. Cut those so when throats. I was a kid, did did a lot of throat cutting, and I got my did you throat win cut as well? Did you win? I I won and lost. Fair enough. You know, I won and lost, and uh, uh, in some ways, I really like having that experience mm-hmm. because it did kind of give you a tough skin. And then in other ways I didn't like it because it gave me a tough skin. Like it kind of, yeah. it just built up a lot of walls. It perhaps ironed out some of the edges that may have been quite useful to me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and competition is strange, Isn't you know, it? especially yeah. as a kid. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's um, what, a, what a, what a, what a model, like what a model, especially yeah. for a developing mind, right. To put, to put young people through that sport of the, of art, you know, doing art, art by sport. I don't know what, and does competition need to be like associated only with sport? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it's like, like how do you make things so quantifiable in art? And there's some like insidious answers to that. There's like a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of discussions going on about like meritocracy and art and how so much of it is through like a Eurocentric gaze. Yeah. So what you think is right and correct only comes from one very specific place. Right. So growing up with that. Speaking, and that is, uh, speaking of reli- yeah. religions and music, eh? like let's have the head of the head of Rimsky Korsakov. Right. Right. Yeah, like there's a lot of there's a lot of inherent. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of dog whistles to some some racist stuff out there, and I don't want to say Kiwanis festivals are racist, but like <laughs> right, right. <laughs> soundbite parts yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But there's just some stuff there that mm-hmm. if you kind of dig, decide to take a deeper look at it, mm-hmm. you you take a look at some some of the ways that I prepared as a kid. Uh, to win these festivals yeah. it was really strange you know it's like I had to look a certain way dress a certain right. way speak a certain way right. I had to perform certain songs from very specific composers right. in order for it to be eligible for competition tell, tell me know? what you just walked me through ain't a, ain't a system if that ain't a system yeah. right so yeah 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 not to get too heavy into it but that's definitely something I, I look back on now I'm like huh yeah yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, even my, my, my associations in, in music education over the years has been like, of course we are all looking in the mirror and, yeah. and it's like, even the notion of like, you know, you know, after you're done playing, what do you do? You fucking curtsy, you, 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 what you bow. <laughs> like I'm hoping this shit's dead. Like put it away, yeah. put it, put all of this, whatever that is, put it all away and, and start over. Like, like, uh, you know, Anyway, yeah. um, it's yeah. they're weird you, conventions, eh? Like they're weird, thi- like built, baked in, baked in, you know? Yeah, like no one really thinks to question it if no one's getting hurt immediately. You know, people just feel it. They're like, oh, that's a little weird. So, the, you know, like if I, I sang an Italian art song years ago as a kid mm-hmm. and I forgot to bow, mm-hmm. I would... Uh, it's, it's, it's... You'd lose marks. You'd be like, well, she didn't bow. Minus five or what minus 10 as if that had 
anything to do with the way I perform the piece. You talking from experience there? Yes, I actually. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, it's, it yeah. started out as a hypothetical, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I believe that did happen. And I remember, I remember someone telling me it was my teacher. She told me, well, like, of course you lost. Of course you lost that five points. Cause you didn't bow. Like it was just like, you know, and so, the, and I didn't quite think to question it. It's like, why does it matter if I, I love I bow? it. I love it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It really is like the art of conformity. Eh? It's just like, you know, yeah. it's, 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 um, it just slips in. Uh, and, and, and music suffers from it so much and we don't even like, yeah. right. I, I, I just think like, experiencing music from different parts of the world and just the way it's even presented or celebrated or, or why you even make it in the first place. It's just like, it's Mm -hmm. such a broader approach that, but no, we've got our uh, four ways of doing it. And, you know, it, it, it involves uh, Roy Thompson hall or, uh, you know, like I just, I just, I love also poking fun at all of those, the in-betweens you don't clap between the suite yeah. You know, oh no, oh no, right? This like it's it's just pompous. It, ugh. Very pompous. Yeah. Yeah. People are so judgy and they don't even know why they're judgy. judgy. They just feel like they belong to a club. Yeah. You know, like I've definitely clapped uh, at times when I wasn't supposed Great. to clap in between movements. Love it, love it. And uh, I, I remember someone kind of like chuckling at me, yeah. like, look at yeah. her. She didn't even know. She didn't even know that the piece, the piece is not over yet. And I, was, and I felt so embarrassed. I felt ashamed. Right. I'm like, well, I guess I don't know enough. And maybe I need to put uh, in the time to know more about these. these that was you how know, you this... reacted? Like, totally. Oh, I was man. very embarrassed instead of like, like, fuck you. Like, I don't give, you know, I like, wasn't I like was that. I was moved. I was genuinely moved by the music, but we can't talk about that. Cause you, you broke, yeah. you broke one of the, you know, yeah. A protocol. Right. <laughs> How many yeah. of those are, are there like, I, I, were you, did you come up playing classical music, jazz music or what, or both? It was mostly classical when I was growing up, just piano and singing. And, and in high school it was more, more like, I, I p- picked up the trumpet in high school, but that was more like band music okay. and less like actually studying seriously. But I studied classical music since I was like three, I guess three or four. Yikes. And, uh, and I wasn't like the best at it, but I, I was uh, consistent, I guess. Wow. Consistently and so it, like every single year. You studied classical. What, what did you start with at that age? I started with piano. Okay. I, yeah, wow. I loved, I did love the piano. I, I don't, I don't play it much no more, but okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. I, I did like it. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, where did you grow up? I grew up uh, in Chilliwack, BC. Chilliwack. Oh, is... that is, that is um, concerning to me because yeah. I just yeah. interviewed Anne Fung. Yes, Anne. And, do, yes. It, and I think she mentions Chilliwack as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, a huge shout out to Anne. She's an extraordinary human, and her brother Lewin. Holy shit! Also, we talked about him too. Human. Very inspiring. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she started a- at the age of three as well. So, what is going on here? Is there some like incredible music program out in Chilliwack that's like early childhood music at three gets you right in and into it? I don't know. I, you know, it is interesting that uh, the three of us came from that that spot what, did you and know we them had the then? same band teachers yeah oh, oh yeah 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 oh. we had the same band teachers oh wow and uh um 
and but all, I mean, we were pretty shy back then. Like, I don't, I don't think we interacted a ton, but okay. uh, I, but we kind of, whenever we, we meet up with each other, usually through work, like if yeah. we're like working together, we kind of think fondly on our time in Chilliwack. Oh. Chilliwack's not like the most progressive no. place. It's very religious. I'm not knocking religion. It's more like it. There's just a very one specific type of religion that's there. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's not. It, it's not progressive. There's some beautiful things about it. Yeah. It's you know. It there's beautiful mountains and it's in BC and I you know okay. it has the cleanest water apparently in Canada. Whoa. Someone told me that. Well, um, there's a statistic. There's a. Yeah, it's a fun factoid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if it has like the the greatest arts program. I don't know if it's known for it, but I did enjoy my time. And and how, how long were you there? Like till high school, or I was there till high school till I decided to go to university. Um, okay, but yeah, I, I didn't. I you know it, w- it wasn't for me. It's a small town. Okay. You know, yeah like it was it was just, i didn't you know you just realize you don't belong somewhere that's that's how i felt yeah yeah i i understand that and so wh- mm-hmm. where did you end up going to university uh i went to the university of victoria okay first to study classical trumpet and classical voice yeah double major doing it was the, a double major and what kind of okay and what was it like? Did you dig it? Mm, uh, in some respects, but it wasn't really for me. It wasn't for me. I think mm. playing classical trumpet is really challenging. You have to have like a, um, yeah, I mean, it's challenging for my type of personality. I think if you're playing like a, in an orchestra and you're playing trumpet, you have to have yeah. this like yeah. laser focus, insane, belief in yourself yeah. because it's just such high pressure playing. Yeah. Like if you mess up, yeah. you're basically fired. <laughs> if, if you mess up, it's the same vibe of you clapping between, uh, oh, movements yeah. probably just amped up, you know, to 10, but yeah. Scandal. scandal. She messed up scandal. Like it just, it just felt like too much pressure. And for what, Not you know, like what was I getting? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't fun. I wasn't really getting to know my peers. It was just felt very, it felt competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't really feel like it fostered that community that I guess I was looking for. So what, what it, I was, yeah. was there like a moment where you fell in love with music and, and decided I want to do this? And was that pre going to university for, for uh no actually no. no i did not go to university because i loved music which is funny because it's my life now and career yeah. but I, I think it just felt like something i could do i didn't think very deeply about it i had an aptitude for yeah. it yeah yeah so it was either that or i was interested in becoming a lawyer uh uh-huh. but i don't know if i would have done a very good job mm-hmm. L- lawyers seem uh like a, a spotty bunch. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I always, I always like to keep this like hope that they're, you know, it's a lot, a lot of people. There's gotta be some, but yeah, spotty. Good word. There's cause there are some that are, you know, exactly. I know some lawyers in my life exactly, and they're great. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, so you, you commit to the music thing, but do you, do you finish, do you finish the classical voice trumpet journey? 
No, I, because it wasn't for me, I decided to go to UT and I, I just wanted to do jazz. I felt the weird pull to jazz Hmm. actually ever since I was young, but I just never decided to, uh, I didn't pull on the thread. I just thought it was really cool. Like it sounded like magic to me. Like I, I just was so confused as to how someone could just do like, just make something what seemed to be out of nothing. Like the way they described improvisation to me when I was younger. Yeah. It's like, you just make it up on the spot. And I was just like flabbergasted that like these beautiful things were coming out of people's like horns and mouths and, and fingers. And I was just shocked. And uh, I was like, you know, you know, when you feel like I could be a part of something like that's kind of how I felt. And so I just decided to go find it. I was like, well, I'm going to Toronto and wow. there's people, there's more people there and there must be more jazz there. So, so you, did you transfer? No, I just, I, I like finished up at UVic and then I went over to U of T okay. and I just you. started first. Yeah. I just started from scratch. I literally just was like, okay, I know nothing about jazz other than what I like. Wow. I don't know any language. I don't know the theory behind it. I was just, it's kind of, now that I look back, yeah. I'm shocked that I even That's did it. beautiful. Because yeah. I was just so interested in it. And I, it was pretty humbling because I was like, I bet. Really bad for a long time. <laughs> did you make some of those? I love the sound of that though. I mean, did you make some of those friends that you continue to work with to this day? at that time yeah. at U of T was that where that's that, that approach started building or was it, but it sounds like it was like, and fun when you were three years old, but like, yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, um, I was just so beguiled by everything. Like I was in this class with like such talented people. Yeah. And I was also like, even the classes above and below me, mm-hmm. um, they're all just so, good i was just so impressed and Hmm. for some reason it didn't get me down that i wasn't as good at the time like i don't know (laughs) like i I think i was just like so interested in it and i just became um so ravenous i was like i'm just gonna check out all this stuff i'm gonna go talk to these people i'm just gonna try i just wanted to try isn't that something though because i i think a lot of personalities would let that weigh on them. And I'm sure they do. I'm sure. That's, that, that seems like it's a big part of music too. Eh? To, to, I like the way you said that. It's like, I, I didn't let it get me down that I was surrounded by all of this talent. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. nice. That's I'm nice. glad I didn't. Yeah. I'm glad uh, me too. Didn't, me too. Like, yeah. It's just, uh, maybe because they were also so nice. Yeah. You know, if they were jerks, I'm sure this would be a different story. I wouldn't even be here, right. but like, right. everyone was just so, excited about making music well, that, goes back to how you, that goes back to how you started this conversation which is it's all about people and friendships and and, mm-hmm. and and that development right you're right you probably wouldn't like i i firmly believe that too is that like you wouldn't keep going with it if it didn't have that like that is a solid pillar to to lean on right is yeah friends and, and people right like it's yeah uh, it's really beautiful yeah. mm-hmm um, now let's get into the U of T because I always said going to U of T that it felt like jazz was the new classical. And you know what I mean now by, by yeah. me saying that. So it's like, did yeah. it feel a little bit, were there like, 
and and education i think for all of us is never what we imagined it would be it always has these like shortfalls or like surprises any of that along the way with your u of t experience well hmm at the time at the time i was kind of enjoying every minute of it almost every minute of it it just felt like and I do really think that has to do, and just not to repeat myself, but I was lucky enough to be surrounded by some really cool people. But uh, there's um, a really punishing side to institutionalized music. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that this has nothing to do with the art form of jazz. Like I'm talking about, music within the institution like music as it's taught through courses and through you know like curriculum and you know i i think that that's big yeah there's this huge like meritocracy Mm -hmm. so dealing with this idea of well i just need to be the best again this is all ties into earlier things like needing to be the best needing to be noticed needing to like conform to a certain ideal um and uh in some ways i think that's really sad yeah (laughs) like it's really sad i i i really wish that that kind of hierarchical (laughs) that structure i really wish that didn't wasn't there it wasn't embedded in the curriculum and the way things are taught and the way people are rewarded i wish that was just not there well but you are are you teaching at like if i'm skipping ahead now who cares yeah are you teaching at 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 the u of t i am teaching at the u of t and so i'm a sessional instructor there and so (laughs) and so it goes right i think that's so beautiful Mm -hmm. because that's like so you have to be uh, i assume bringing that to you every day that you're there um, yeah. that, that spirit of what you just outlined, right? I'm very passionate about that. This is like a, yeah. a development that's been kind of like building for quite some time, yeah. but now I have like the language to articulate my feelings about it okay. in a way that maybe I didn't like five, 10 years ago. Yeah. But I do believe in, I I really believe in learning through joy and not fear Mm -hmm. i just think it's really and like this is very personal for me yeah like i like some people really love feeling like shit (laughs) and someone saying like you're shit you're gonna be shit until i tell you you're not shit you know yeah um and you and you get by the way you get really great results in a student yeah if you kick chairs and tell them they're shit like that's a <laughs> yeah. and you punch snares now i haven't fucking seen that movie i want to hate watch it one day uh, what's it called the one where he punches the snare uh, whiplash, whiplash? Yeah. yeah the old whiplash yeah i'm not like, doing it but I, yes no no it's all good but like, it brings results right for sure it brings a certain result like it does like it and i've i've seen it i've witnessed it, it. Fuck, same. i've had it happen to me like, i had people tell me i'm shit and i'm like well i'm not gonna be shit anymore and i don't need to feel this feeling anymore yeah. and that's that's where it falls short is like amen it it like cuts you off from that vulnerability that is a thousand times more powerful than being like the killingest 
musician out there. Core, like it, the core I, of like yeah. fear versus joy. I love that. I love it because that is yeah. it right? at the at the, at yeah. the battle of the both of those. And I think fear is a big motivator. You're right. You're right. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I just find that I've learned the things that I've loved the most mm. have stuck with me. They're, they're kind of embedded in the way I perform as an artist in a way that I really appreciate, like in a way that I'm excited about and I want to communicate to people. And the things that are right. embedded in me through like fear, yeah. they're so tied up in things that I... In the mind I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, why does it matter? It's, it usually has to do with perception. Like, why does it matter that this person thinks I'm good enough at this mm-hmm. instrument? Mm-hmm. Like... It doesn't, it doesn't matter at all, actually. You are touching but, on it, eh? Like, the, I think that yeah. industry tactics, like, we get into it. It's like, I think that's what I meant by, like, like, like fuck the whole game of why, you know, you know the, the, it's, a, it's a misconception as to why anyone would do this. But I think it is, mm-hmm. like, you talk about shedding ego, you talk about bonds between, and community building, and, like, all the good that music can be a part of. And then you talk about all that side and that side is really like, it is a dominant force, right? I really feel like it's Mm. still like in the mechanics of many institutions of many. And that goes from like uh, first lesson all the way through to Carnegie hall, right? It's all there. So there's so much dismantling that needs to happen. I think in order to bring the joy up, augment the joy side of it. Right. Yeah. 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 Like I, and I really wish I'd come to it a little bit sooner. I wish I did like, because what do you mean? You're, 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 you're like, you're young in your career. What do you mean? Like, like when I was like, well, I, I just think more so like, like, like when, when you I, were I mean, at U of T, like when you were, school, like, yeah. yeah. Cause I was just, even though I was having a good time, I really, I see. I really felt that, um, there was a lot of things that I was practicing really hard for out of fear. And that it was just really sucks to think about those times. Like, I don't, okay. I don't know why I was so afraid. And I, and I wish, and I did have a few teachers tell me this. I don't want to like throw the teachers there under yeah. the bus. I had some amazing teachers, yeah. but like, I think finding the joy and humor in it, like the humor in the fact that we're studying this art form. Like, yeah. why was that not talked about? Nice one. <laughs> nice one. You know? Nice one. Yeah. Like I, I like to have a laugh, you know? And like, that is having that kind of air mm-hmm. in the art, you know, like if you have room to laugh, How all of a sudden, How yeah, things just, things just like colors light up and, you know, I just, yeah, I, I really wish there was more humor. That feels like the cultural shift, like a, a, ch- a change in culture at a lot of these institutions, right? Just the ability to laugh at yourself first and then outwardly, right? Like, I think that's, yeah. that ain't there, yeah. man. That's not there yet. I, I feel that too. Yeah. Like, it just, yeah. I, you go into that building that, I don't know when that building was built, but it's like, the U of T faculty of music with the signs, the little triangles that say asbestos above the roof, still, still, or still asbestos, you know, um, at there, I've rarely walked in and, and heard some like belly laughs, right? Like it's just, you go in and the tone, you can feel it. 
it's just like, yeah. ooh, it's like a vacuum, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's dusty. Maybe it's, it's different clean. at the, do you teach at the uh, Wellesley uh, institution? I heard that's got like, are you there? Which, which space are you well, at? I'm at Wellesley, although this year, yeah. none of us right. are they're there, or very few of us are. Okay. Uh, but I'm in the Wellesley building, which is a converted yeah. nonary yeah, thing. Yeah, so that's got to have some ghosts, too. Oh, my. Like, <laughs> honestly, if you, like, there's, like, the upper jazz studio, uh-huh. which is where all the performances are. And then behind it is a strange like kitchen that looks like there's meat hooks hanging from the ceiling. Oh, awesome. You just I wonder what that. kind of like, yeah, what kind of fresh hell is no, going that's where on the, there. That's how nuns sleep at night. They yeah. just hang themselves up from like, the back of the, <laughs> it's like bats. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun to think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so where do you go? Like what, after you leave U of T, like the, how does it, how does it kind of, how has it bloomed for you to get you to, to the point where you're at right now with your career? Um, I was just, yeah, I was teaching and I like teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like pretty eager to make, make things. I was like, okay, well I have all this stuff now. Like I have all this knowledge. Yeah. I don't want to do any more of that. I, di- I didn't want to go back and have more knowledge. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to go to school again or I didn't want to like, be trapped in that um, kind of system of like, well, you need to be as good as possible and smart as possible. I was like, okay, I'm already filled with things. Or yeah, I I just, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's time to make, it's time to externalize this. And I just felt like there was this abundance of, of stuff that was just clogging up my brain. And I was like, okay, well, it's time for me to just make, make, make. And had you been, had you been writing original material throughout or when did that start developing oh no, i was i like started right after school oh, oh. i started super late isn't like, that interesting I would write for assignments yeah i didn't that's i did cool. not yeah that's cool to me i'm a it's very like, late developer i think that's part oh, i mean i think that's part of it right i love that i love the fact that it's like maybe maybe the joy is starting to take over or just or just like i don't know you're 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 you know it's it's an evolution right so yeah. What, what's that been like? Like uh, that part, finding that side of your voice and, you know, uh, self-expression well, and all of that. I love, well, you know, it's so interesting that you kind of touch on how like all of a sudden I started feeling the joy, you know, when you grow up doing a lot of competitive classical music things, uh, you start to feel like you're not supposed to be writing because there are these other people, these like people in the sky that have uh, statues made of them right. that write the ultimate music. So you're like, well, I can't, what am I going to write some pop songs? Right. What am I going to write some, like, right. you know, you start to feel this kind of um, inferiority very early on mm-hmm. or I, and I felt embarrassed. I was like, well, I don't, in order for me to write about something, I need to write about something personal. And I wasn't really ready to do that. I just wasn't, I didn't want to be vulnerable, but then eventually like I started to tease out that idea of like, mm-hmm. well, what if I did? write something that came from just me and only me yeah. and what would that sound like? But it's, it's taken a while for it to feel um, vulnerable. Like it took me a long time to write without walls up, you know, yeah. I, was still, yeah. I was still trying to impress people with like knowledge that didn't really matter. But I, I just, I felt like a sense of like, well, I don't want to talk about something personal, but here's all the things I can do, you know, right. which happens to a lot of young 
writers, right, I think. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. Did you feel that when you were making It's Not Mine Anymore? Or did you feel part of those walls kind of remove at, at that point? That was like the beginning of the walls coming down. Yeah. Like the very beginning of it. And there, and like when I listen to that, you know, when you listen to your last records and you're like, sure. If I knew then what I know that's, now. That's the point of it. I, that's, I, yeah. I really firmly believe that. And it's good that you made it at, yeah. at that nice studio so you can remember all of those, uh, like the, the yeah. beautiful time making it too. I think that's all part of it, right? They are snapshots, yeah. right? Of where you were at. Exactly. Like there's some some nice Polaroids yeah. and I, and I, I, I do when I listen back and I think about the positive things, mm-hmm. I do this with my students. I say like, let's start with the positive things instead of always yeah. like shitting on ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as we, yeah. Um, but, uh, I, uh, when I yeah. listen to the record, I see so much or I hear so much exploration, like oh sonic exploration never i never tried before like i was just so interested in like really cinematic large expansive sounds and um i like hearing that in that record because it just felt like i was trying to create some like a universe or something and let's uh, um speaking of uh cinematic sounds let's play i made this for you (laughs) do you want to set it up like we're on, uh, oh. like we're on, like Town of Bath radio. I'm Town of Bath. Little setup, the clip cutaway. Yeah, I'm Randy, uh, Randy Frost here. Uh, we're here with <laughs> Tara Kanangera. Uh, I um. So this song has a lot to do with. This is like about the artistic process, but that's kind of the song is about like you make something and as soon as it, it, it's made it's officially not yours anymore as soon as it's like externalized it becomes its own thing it's like having a child that you can't own the child you can't you can't own you know in 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 a business sense sure you can own your music right right, right. <laughs> but in the way that it's perceived and the way people decide like what people decide to yeah. take from it it's it ain't it ain't my business i you like know? that yeah. Here it is now. I made this for you. Here it comes. I made this for you. It's not mine anymore. Cross my name off the card and open the box and tell.
Beautiful. Did you, um, when you were making that, were you part of the, of the direction process or did you really leave it to, uh, Niles to like let musicians be as free or as kind of the way you wanted? Like what was the direction process like for guiding that process for the incredible musicians you had on board there? Yeah, you know, it was it was like a collaboration. Niles knew a lot about production that I didn't know at the time. Okay. And so my way into producing was truly conceptual. Now I have some of the language to talk about mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. um, but back then, um, like I could talk about like theoretical things with the actual writing of the music, but production is a whole other thing. Production's not like yeah. how you read the notes. No. It's like the soundscapes that you create. And, right. and for me, it was like, I had to describe pictures and like feelings and like, feel like, like kind of like a chugging feeling or a train or like a con constant or like forward momentum or shimmer, or like, you know, like things that now I could, you know, looking back, I'm actually glad I articulated it that I way. Was gonna, I was, was going to say, like, all of those yeah. feel like, I'm like, oh, it, yeah. I mean, yeah, because you got to wonder, like, there is no there is no right or wrong way of doing this. And, that, and what you just um, unpacked there was like, yeah, I could I could see all of that as being it's interesting that you're like and, and I'm now I would communicate it differently. But I was I was really intrigued by all of that. Right. I would just think, yeah. like, what, what would that sound like with those musicians in a room? Right. It's like teasing like putting that in their heads and saying okay yeah yeah, yeah. and it's something i try to like like we're working on a record right now mm -hmm. 
And now that I know more about production, I fall into the trap of trying to say production-y things. Yeah. And then when I actually articulate the feeling and the picture, it yields a great result. And it may not yield the result I was expecting either. It just is, it's really beautiful. And I, and I think it always now has to be a part of my process is That's cool. being able to just find just like word association. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? No, I th- that's powerful to me. That's like, I mean, that's touching on some of those un, I, th- I think what, what would make it special to, to make that with you, right. Is like, is like here, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to use, I, I'm going to take a different approach to get us there. Right. Like, I think that is part of, yeah. that's exciting to hear. Um, can you talk about the, uh, very impressive documentary and and that whole project and and like other things that you have going like i i also want to just like talk about like where you're at with the pandemic and like looking forward with all of this right like you've got some exciting projects cooking through throughout the pandemic that i think are just really would be inspiring for our listeners to hear uh that's really really kind of you to say i uh well uh I'm making a short film that's uh, kind of a somewhat fictionalized oh, version of my it's life. It's not a documentary. It's a short. Not a documentary. Oh, yeah, it's me. a short pardon film. Me. No, no, no. That's okay. That's okay. Um, and I'm making it with my creative partner, Brittany Varhat, who you yes. know. Um, shout out. She's yeah. Shout out to her forever. She's such a gifted creator. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's insane how gifted she is and humble. It's yeah insane and then of course matt fong another uh, another another very gifted beautiful like like such a power couple um but Brittany and i um we basically got like a a grant a while ago uh to do kind of a video ep kind of thing where we shoot music videos and um release songs and uh said to me why don't we make like a movie? Like everyone's doing music videos. Why don't we just do something different that doesn't feel like you're participating in an album cycle where you have to, to release. To, to, you're, you're, it's, you know? For me, that feels like the same thing of like, um, I don't want to sound too production-y. Like, like let's yeah. not just go through the, and now let's get into industry tactics. Let's yeah. not just go through the rounds when we're doing this shit. Let's make it count. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's do something that's, not it doesn't adhere to that sure. because you you know the way albums are released or they used to be just the way that yeah like there is a system that happens and yeah. like when you're supposed yeah. to release and how and blah yeah. blah blah and yeah. um so we decided to do that That's but great. the grant money like we received was like not nearly enough uh-huh. to cover like making a film that would be the type of film we'd want to make cool. and so we decided to do an Indiegogo and raise money for the film, which Good we reached you. our goal. It was amazing. You surpassed it was such a beautiful. Goal, didn't you? I think surp- yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's DIY spirit. That's so beautiful. It was, to- it right? was, it was totally DIY. Cause at first I was like, I was just like asking for money. You know, you feel a little bit um, self-conscious and insecure about it. Yeah, but then yeah. I, I was like, no, if they believe in you, right on then let them help you let, cause you need it. Like, don't you be just talk don't, about like people and leaning on them, yeah. and, like really doing this together. And that, that I think also 
you know, uh, it's a great symbol of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Asking for help industry tactic, ask for it when you need it. You don't need to like present some kind of front be like, everything's cool. I'm like the greatest artist ever. Like people, you, you need help sometimes. Hey, did you ever read the book jazz tactics? <laughs> I haven't read it. Good, 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 good. I, I think part of the the title of this thing might have been poking fun at that too. But hey, who, who's who's making fun of who here? Um, so so you, um, it's coming out. It's coming out. Like, is it in production now? Then can you? Yeah, we're working on it now. Oh, how exciting! And we're, it we're gonna like. It's really hard to know exactly yeah. how and when we're gonna release yeah. it, just based yeah. on the world. But we are working on cool. it actively now. Oh, I'm so, so excited. And is it, it yeah. is, it is all intertwined with the new album you're making, the new record you're making that, is that? Yes. It's all one thing. Cool. It's all, I love that. You know, I love yeah, that. It's just, a, you know, welcome to Tara's universe. <laughs> did I get it? Did I get it right? You did. Oh, I like that. You looked to the ceiling. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I appreciate it. No, I do. I, that's not even me being facetious. It's like, I'm going to take a second to get this right. <laughs> I got to, I got to, um, well, great. I, uh, wh- what are some other, as we wrap up, what are some other things you've learned about yourself during this time, during this difficult pandemic time? What are, what are some? Mm, well, uh, I had the luxury of being very comfortable during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I live in a nice space, mm-hmm. a small, but nice space mm-hmm. with Christopher Pruden. Shout out to Christopher and, Pruden. Uh, shout out to Chris Pruden. And, uh, you know, when the pandemic hit and things just shut, like, I'm sure you remember in March of last year, how quick that all went down. We're almost at the, we're at March 5th, as I said, not this timestamp, as we're almost a year into this mess. And yes. Yeah. It was just so fast, like days things were shut. It was insane. And to have like things just like pulled out from under you, like people different reactions yeah. to that moment in yeah. time yeah but for me mm-hmm. it was actually a tremendous relief in some ways because okay. i i felt like i was on a bit of a hamster wheel yeah like i was just kind of going through it speaking people of in toronto were, yeah, yeah people in toronto are busy and you gotta stay busy and these are the things you have to do and yeah and yeah um yeah and being living through the pandemic really gives you a lot of time to think and Hmm. it really makes you realize there's many things you don't have to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like you don't have to do things a certain way. You don't have to do, you know, you don't have to do things you don't like because you think maybe it will get you somewhere in the end. Like you don't have, there's, you know, like you can, you can make music just for yourself. You can, you can just, you know, I started practicing a lot really actively mm-hmm. and I loved it because it wasn't for a gig. Mm-hmm. It was for me to feel excited about, about music yeah. and yeah. I just, having that time to think. That's, that's well put. Yeah. 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 You been punching any snares or telling people they're shit? No, <laughs> no, no, no time for that. One, I wonder what that would look like. I've never, have you ever gotten mad at a student and you've been surprised at what's come out of you? Um, you know what? I do have a side of me. Like I, I, I like to think of myself as the, the educator. I like to think of myself as, and then I, I, I always check myself because I'm like, 
I'll go into this mode of like performing and like really loud because it's like I see some people teach with such like care and grace and calmness. And then yes. I get up there and it's like when I get up on on a stage to perform music, it's like I think it's I'm pretty sure if I like unpack it with a, a, a like a therapist one day it would be like just some sense of like um I'm always like um, stage managing myself in a way. And it's just like mm -hmm. always be like I'm louder than I need to be. Like, yeah, there's a lot there, you know? <laughs> I, so I yeah. do find myself getting not, not, not punching snares, but it's not being the best teacher I can be in those situations. And I really want to make like it more of an effort to like, it just simply like losing your cool in a class for me feels like, falling into one of those institutional patterns where you're just yeah, like yeah. the, 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 the students that are misbehaving yeah. are somehow treated in a different way than, you know, someone who's conforming. I yeah. just don't like, it's all up for grabs right now for me, but easier said than done when like some, when a, you know, a student's like ripping the blinds off a wall. But yeah, you, you we know, do. We do. Yeah. You yeah. show, Deep empathy is, I think, the answer there, right? That is the best answer ever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a it's a work in progress, right? As is like me on stage, just like when I see some artists on stage, just having that coolness of just like just it's I think it's just like confidence in themselves. Yeah. And yeah. you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, we're all learning. It's hard. Teaching teaching is hard. Like it's hard when you realize the gravity of it when oh, you realize God. that you're affecting people yeah. deeply. Yeah, and, and that, a, but that's so beautiful to also think is like you could put a, one seed, one idea in someone's head, and they'll be like, they'll run it right, like right to the end, right? It's like that's yeah. really that's for me that's the best. The power of education is like it does lead to changes and new avenues for for others. It's not even yours at that point. You just like you yeah. know throw it. In mm -hmm. fact, hopefully that one of our gentle listeners out there will take that to heart, you know, so keep it up. <laughs> Here's to education, invest in education. Yes. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. This has been like, I could, we could go for another two hours. It feels like here. Eh? We'll just <laughs> hey, yeah. It up. Hey? yeah. It's a vibe. Yeah. But sadly yeah. the, the Todd past has ended. Yeah. What, how do you want to yes. end it? Can you wrap it up? You wrap it up in your own format you can go rifle round with like some odds and ends of like what you might want to share with an upcoming young thinker in music, Oof. what recommendations, like things that you might do differently or what you've like, like just quick ones of what you've learned along the way. Ooh, let's see. Can I come up with some catchphrases? Yeah. 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 Yes. Catchphrases. Yes. Uh, if you, uh, if you're, Oh yeah, here's one. If you're going to long jump, Oh boy. Just know that there's always going to be shit in the sandbox. <laughs> you making this up? You're making this up. Keep going. Keep going. Um, I don't know what that means. I want now, now, now we're going to go long here because Zoom's well, not picking that, us up. That, I made that up earlier today. And That's so like catchphrase. Oh, shit. But that, I made it up for a very specific thing. I wasn't doing it in my spare time. Okay. Keep, com I, keep in comment. I feel we're, okay. we're, very bl we're blessed on the podcast to be getting these kind of nuggets. I'll get, uh, let me think of the other ones. Uh, tip heavy and, and dress like a queen. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. 
that's a slight modification of someone else's that I can't take credit for that. That was well Bill, done. Murray, Bill Murray said tip heavy and dress like a King. And I just well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Inclusive. Uh, 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 jaw tension, light a candle. <laughs> Draw attention, light a no, candle. No, no, no. Jaw tension. If you have jaw tension. Oh, shit. Light a candle. I, I thought that's what I heard. So draw attention. No, jaw attention. Now like you're now jaw. welcome to my welcome to my world. Sorry, I could do this with you all, all day too. <laughs> jaw jaw tension. Light a candle. Like jaw tension? Question mark. Question mark. Light a, Light candle. a candle. Yeah. That was yeah. Those are the three I came up with earlier. You are you are hard at work thinking. You don't stop. This is exciting. You can't can't stop, won't stop. You gotta think. Thinking is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Thank you so much for for all that you've shared today. Uh, where can people learn more about your work? Ooh, okay. I would I would say the quickest way is Instagram. So like at Tara T A R A dot Canangara K A N N A N G A R A. So that's where you can find me. Oh, Chris, do you, do you have any parting words? Oh, here it comes. A little bit of green jello on the side here. A little bit of parting words. Party no words. pressure. No party words. Um, keep it rolling. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And on that note, friends, we're going to go out with We Do Not Belong Together. Yes. Um, who, who, you, you mentioned you aren't complete, George. Who's George? Oh, oh yes. So uh, this this song is kind of based on uh, a song in a uh, in a musical by Stephen Sondheim called "A Sunday in the Park with George." It's about George Surratt, the painter. Uh huh. And okay. uh, he's like a pointillistic painter, and cool. George George is like a. It's just kind of an instrumental track, and then "We Do Not Belong Together" is actually written by Stephen Sondheim. It's not my song. It's, it's oh it's, snap! Okay, there you go. There you go. Well done. Well done. So here it comes uh, from her last record, right? Yes. Yeah. It's not mine anymore. This is "We Do Not Belong Together." Tara Canangera. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You are complete, George. You are on. We do not belong together. You are complete, George.
That was it. That was episode number 108. Tara Kanangara, thank you so much for being a part of the Industry Tactics podcast. You're hearing tracks from It's Not Mine Anymore. Go check that out. That was her 2019 release. We're very excited for that upcoming documentary. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at Industry Tactics. Or you can go to FriendlyRich.com to, uh, to check out the list, the back order, uh, the back catalog, rather, of... Um, of amazing artists that are a part of this community on Industry Tactics. Thank you for supporting it. Subscribe. Please share it with all of your friends. And we'll see you again next week with another great guest. My name is Friendly Rich, and be safe. And, uh, yeah. Bye.